episode 71 of the struggle plate podcast another bonus episode Struggle Play Podcast everywhere, any and everywhere. Instagram, the Struggle Play Podcast, Twitter, Struggle underscore Plate. You can follow me, your one and only host, Doug, Twitter and Instagram at Northside Doug. Now, I played this song just so I can hear Cole spit. Come on, Cole. I'm running the game, you running in place Still a youngin' in heart, but mentally, bitch, I'm 108 Like pun in the late 90s, my niggas is juggling weight Running for state to state, gunning the race to safety I'm on a paper chase, whatever it takes to make me A millionaire, silly, cause how many really get there? I mean, how many niggas is cheesy? Y'all mean this just not so easy, breezy Turn on the TV, CDs, niggas to trap on the CD Meanwhile, back home, my niggas still cracking the BP Hoping one day they could be these Niggas is there on the screen, cause that's the American dream Now here go the thing, listen Hysterical screams coming from mothers that bury the kings Or the unbearable pain of watching them walk out with the sheriff and chains Becoming a number they no longer care about the name White folks been getting rich off of cocaine through some underhanded methods. I don't got time to explain. Out of fear that I won't reach him and since preaching ain't my thing. I just drop a gym or two within a few verses I sang for all my real niggas. This is, god damn, what are we on, 71? Yeah, episode 71 of the Struggle Plate Podcast. I told you this winter we're adding more guests and y'all know how I've been. In this last year with me living in Denver, couldn't find a black person to save my fucking life. But guess what, niggas? <laughs> we ain't here. I, not only did I find a black person, right? But I found somebody who I would say is moving pretty well in the community. I look on his website page. I check out his interviews because he, too, is a content creator. And next thing you know, I linked up with him. He got back to me no more than 10 minutes at best, you know. Um, Yeah, man. And I'm going to let this guest introduce himself. Go ahead, brother. The stage is yours. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Uh, What's up, y'all? This is Graffiti. Graffiti, the connect, as I like to call myself and as my city likes to call me. Um... 
<laughs> before I before I talk about what I do, I just gotta laugh, man, because it's <laughs> always the it's always funny when people say, "Man, there ain't no black people in Denver." And I always tell them, "Man, I'm like I'm I'm the black person in Denver." Like, not even, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not trying to be cocky, but it's like if you tap in with me, I, I guarantee I'll show you where the black people at. So I'm glad we connected. But uh, most definitely, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, this is this is graffiti. Um, host of the Connect podcast, uh, producer and one of the voices on Wash podcast, um, hosted Life is Dope podcast. Definitely check that out. Uh, content creator, multimedia uh, creative, so design, uh, web, visual, just all around entrepreneur, man. Uh, I tell people all the time, if you need it done, either I can do it or I know somebody that can. So that's me. That's him. You know, before we get into the song that we broke, that you chose to break down, because now when I'm having guests, I'm going to leave it to them to pick a song to break down. Because y'all know me, every Monday, I pick a song, and I just break it down, and I give it to you, and I give it to you. And mainly these songs that I've picked have been related to me and whatever experiences that I have been going through. Graffiti, let's let's get into some little icebreaker questions. You know, let's just let's just ease it up a bit, you know, before we fully dive into the song, which I fucking love by the way, you know. So straight up, if somebody was to ask you to rap one verse to save your life, what would it be? <laughs> Uh man, that's an awesome question because I'm a I'm a hip hop nerd. Um, so I could go with many different ones, but uh, if 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 I had a gun to my head and they said rap this verse or you're gonna die, it would be the third verse of Gangsta's Paradise. Ooh, <laughs> man, yeah, man, you you got it right now. You can, you can spit it right now. Uh, look at the situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised for the stripes, so I gotta be down with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on his mind. Got my tin in my hand and the green in my eye. I'm a locked out gangster set tripping banger. And my homies is down, so don't arise of anger. Ooh, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away. I'm living life do or die. Yeah, what can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24 the way things is going? I don't know. And y'all know the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's the one. He got it. He got it. (laughs) Yo, he got it, man. Look at this. All right. You know, I always say, and somebody, the one verse that always comes up to my mind, um, and I broke that song down probably like during the first month, uh, is Ludacris's verse off the Major Look remix. You know, um, what was it? I come from school of hard knocks, sneak peeks, and low blows, where extra smart spots in kitchens, Mark O's, where love's gonna get you and hate is gonna snitch you. Oh man, like, <laughs> like I learned that shit at like. 10 years old or something like that watching bt uncut Whew. oh man <laughs> it was it was it was it was over for me mom's was like what the hell are you watching over there you know what i'm saying because like literally after that video came on 
Then we got tip drill, so it was I was indoctrinated ever since then. <laughs> Yo, so you saying that you uh, a hip hop nerd, man? So top five. Ooh, okay. Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, the cause of many, many debates and many arguments. Because um, mm -hmm. it's hard for me to say top five because I think it's ever changing, and I gotta like categorize my top five you know what i mean like okay because you got you got your icons and your legends that are like your obvious picks right so i don't even like to say to say them you know which is like your well before it'd be like your bigs and your pox and, and true and all them but then that moved to like the second tier where you gotta say hope and you you gotta say Nas and them mm -hmm. and now it's like i i can't say top five without mentioning like the Kendricks and the Coles. Um, so what about your personal faves then? Give me that. There we go. Okay, so personal faves. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm still saying I hope no matter what, Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. um, I gotta say Rakim. Mm. I gotta say that. Uh, I gotta say Kendrick. Um, definitely gotta say Cole. I gotta say Ludacris. I gotta say DMX. I gotta say Method Man. I gotta say 50 Cent. Um, and I gotta say Cole. Man, I, it's it's yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't. But if I had to, all right, I'm, I'm gonna stop playing. If I had to narrow it down, for sure, for sure, to hmm. top five all around, just overall, I gotta say Jay Z. I gotta say Rakim. I gotta say Method Man, I gotta say DMX, and I either have to say 50 Cent or Snoop. Ooh. I, refu I refuse to choose which one. Oh. All, of these, all of these artists, I, I can relate directly back to like a time in my life, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I have to, whether it be a project or just something about that person or just something they did, I could, I could directly correlate that with something, so. That's how I choose my top. See, my personal, because I do feel you, the list always changes, you know? So, like, my personal top five, I'm putting Cole in there because he's the first and probably only rapper that I could relate to, books page by page. Um, <laughs> um, we got Cole, Kiss, um, Pun, because... Okay. I, I I think he I think he has the best flow, you know, outside of A Z. You know, I feel Dead like in the middle of little Italy. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> he said if I was a toilet, I'd sh 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 shit on you, you know, just like God, <laughs> that that dude's cold. So yeah, like pun and then I got rock him because like literally, um, I feel like there's no flow without rock him in general um and then that's when because i i i want to throw in like like you said those quote-unquote icons you know like i want to say hove but illmatic changed my life you know <laughs> so i just so, so i just always say nah so that fifth spot always changes for me but those four are pretty constant, you know. But that number five, so so today I'm I'm putting Nas in there because it it just he never, yeah, Illmatic changed everything for me. So 
Right. Feel that that's a solid list, but like that's why I like I love and hate that question because mm-hmm. when I say Jay Z, naturally I feel like I need to say Nas. Exactly. When I go backpack mode, I'm saying Nas, like lyrically all that. But Jay Z, like literally wrote the blueprint to like yes. how I move. You know what I mean? So I can't. <laughs> that's beyond. That's yeah, beyond music. Man. I can't just leave whole. Yeah. Yeah, literally, like from first album to 444 like he is literally giving us jewels and he doesn't even have to um so so you the man in denver is what you're telling me because because i'm learning now you know after all the research that i've been doing (laughs) you know on you and then off the shit that you was popping you're essentially the man and i fuck with it so since I'm, I've, okay, so long story short, I'm originally from Chicago, uh, went to school in Louisiana, Grammar State University. Uh, from there, I moved to Las Vegas, three years uh, working for the CBS station out here, and now I work for the Fox station out here in Denver, right? Never without a job. And... Uh, I've been looking up some Denver artists, per se, but it's really one that I haven't narrowed down on. So maybe you can help me out. Who do you think is the best artist to come out of Denver? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be one specific genre because, you know, I work with nothing but white folks. So they're over here hitting me with all, you know, what, Lumineers, One Republic, you know, all that stuff, which is cool, which is cool, it's cool, I'm not shitting on it, but, you know, I need, you know, folks who look like me, you know what I'm saying, so yeah, who's the best artist to come out of Denver? God damn, oh man, all right, so, (laughs) all right, all right, Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, let me, let me lead into this just saying, okay, I know once this, I know once this is heard, like, okay, so, I'm super tapped into the hip hop world in Denver, like super, like I do all these niggas graphics and everything. So without a doubt, I'm going to forget someone mm-hmm. and I'm go and I'm going to hear about it. Uh-oh. So, and I'm all the way cool. I like controversy. I'm, I like to smoke, but I'm going to play, I'm going to play it safe when we say the best overall. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to play it safe and say NDRE. Okay. Okay, but that's fair. That that's I'm gonna just throw that out there. But that's, that's what I'm gonna do. That's is. that's a safe answer. I was gonna say that's very safe, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like NDRE ain't about to check nobody. So what I'm gonna do <laughs> after that, I'm gonna put y'all up on some other people that are very very fire that y'all should check. But out. the song, please. So I mean, naturally, a lot of people know Trev Trev Rich. Uh, he's probably one of the definitely one of the bigger names out of here. Um, and this is hip hop. I'll go through hip hop first. So we got okay. Trav Rich, um, we got AP, we got Trace Chapman, um, we got Way, uh, formerly Connor Ray. That's my guy. Um, shit, man, there's so many. We got, we got, we got Ray Reed. We got A Meezy. Um, we got J Triple. Uh, damn it! Like I said, there's there's so many. I'm going to forget some. But if I'm turning on some hip hop if i if i if somebody said yo who's just like spitting spitting those are the ones i'm gonna go to first okay um everybody else that's not to say y'all whack y'all know what it is but 
Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. There, I'm an outsider, there, y'all. I'm just outside. Yeah, no, there's, there's some there's some whack ones, but no, the ones I just named is gonna be all the way solid. And and you know, rock with me, and I'll put you on everybody else. But then we got the R&B scene. Um, we got my man, um, Av Emmy. We got uh, Combo. We got Jay Carey, uh, Rachel Ray. Um, uh, not Rachel Ray. I'm tripping. I'm thinking food and shit. I combine two <laughs> names, Rachel Bailey and then Kayla Ray. So Kayla Ray is really making noise. She been she's on the radio. She's moving. Like I tell. So that's the like, one I've been hearing about. That's the only one I've been. Yeah. Hearing about. So I tell people all the time, like if if we're gonna have a star star come out of Denver soon, it's definitely gonna be Kayla. Like just the way she's moving. That's that's happening. That's inevitable. Um, but the, what I'm trying to say, man, is the music scene out here is is humongous and there's so many different aspects um again you would kind of have to group it up you got to say yo who's who's really doing an r&b who's really just spitting who's making real like club tracks because we got all that kayla ray is the is the one name that i've been hearing that's been a pretty that's been pretty consistent since i've moved here i would say that i will say most people that aren't from here they either know kayla or they know trev Okay, so I haven't heard of him, so this, I'm gonna definitely uh, look this up, look look them up when this is all said and done, cause uh, yeah, she's the one name that I've been hearing nonstop. All right, NDRE safe pick, you know what I'm saying? Hella safe. <laughs> Ooh, I ain't mad at it. <laughs> look, I'm not mad at it at all. You know what I'm saying? So. That's cool. Like who's gonna dispute it? Right. Yeah. Like 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 who would who would dispute that? Who would fight it? You know what I'm saying? Cause I didn't even know that she was from the area till about a year ago when I went to the uh museum up in Five Points. So uh you know, like what was it like like all of a sudden I saw him, I saw her, then I saw Don Cheeto. I was like, Don Cheeto? What? Yeah, Don Cheeto. <laughs> Don Cheeto. <laughs> I was like, nigga, War Machine? <laughs> yeah, War Machine. We got War Machine, man. Everybody just think we got Chauncey. We got a few more. Yeah, man. You know, I was just like, I ain't, I ain't mad at it because um, I live literally right next to uh, Cherry Creek, the mall. You know what I'm saying? So, got you. Okay. I, like, literally, my first week. Shit, was it even my first week? My first weekend here, um, I went to that mall and then I saw like all the Nuggets players, like just random. Yeah, de- <laughs> you know? definitely, that's gonna happen. Like I, I see Jamal Murray, and I was like, "Nigga, I'm taller than you." You know, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I was like, damn, that's crazy." Jamal Murray, yeah. you know, I saw some of the Europeans. Obviously, uh, Jokic, but uh, yeah, man, okay. Uh, you definitely see the Nuggets on any given day out here. Yeah, man. You know, like, for those who don't know, Cherry Creek uh, is a very affluent neighborhood. Okay, let's just yeah. say <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> it's very affluent, all right? You get a lot of polos, a lot of North Faces, you know, because uh, right. <laughs> I got family out here, and they was like, damn, cuz, you live all the way out there? I literally just chose it because um, my job you know, I just, I just, I refuse to work 
uh, to live in a place that's not 15 minutes away from my job. And like anybody, anybody in Denver knows that all the TV stations are literally within a two mile radius within each other. It's they're literally dead ass right next to each other. You go on Spear and Broadway and then bam, you got uh, the ABC station. Then you got us, the yep. Fox station. Then you got the NBC station. And then the CBS one, you know, it's the tallest motherfucking building in the whole city. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it's so all in a circle. It's it's literally one circle. So, y'all, I ain't got it. I ain't got no money. Like, I literally spent the first six months telling my badass cousins, you know, that I ain't got it, you know. So don't even ask <laughs> for it. <laughs> so don't even ask for it. All right. That's a bet, man. Um, so Nuggets fan? Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. So, so, so you was hurting. You, you, you was on that wild ride with everybody uh, yeah, during the playoffs. Man. <laughs> I was, but but what I'm gonna say, like I, you know, I'm not one for moral victories, but I've I've been a Nugget fan since before it was okay to be a Nugget fan. Mm. So seeing how we playing right now, like it, it's making my heart warm. You know what I mean? Like Ugh. it used to be trash. So now at least we look like we got hope. No, 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 look, 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 look. I think anybody can, you know, like I'm a sore loser, but I think anybody can say that uh, there's no shame in the Nuggets, what they did for the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Look, man. We're we're a growing team, man. It's only only up from here. It's young boys, you know what I'm saying? It's, and uh, I don't think they're going to do what the Thunder did when they had Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. Yeah. And so, you know, fingers crossed. I don't want to jinx it for y'all. You know, I'm a Bulls fan. So right now, <laughs> we 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 got the bottom of the bottoms of the bottoms. You feel me? So I'm just going to, you know, yeah. leave it there. Broncos fan? Oh, boy. what's Yeah, what's the next question? <laughs> 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 oh, what a disgust them guys. God Yo, No, man, no, look, okay, uh, look, I don't know if you watch the news or watch my, uh, or or watch even my channel yet alone. It's fine if you don't, I get it. There's one station that everybody watches here, and that's super cool. Um, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I got a a co-worker of mine who's a reporter, diehard Broncos fan. He was going on and on and on after the Broncos got Melvin Gordon. He's like, oh, we're a playoff team. Lock is it. We got Vaughn. Chubb is coming back. And I was like, I don't know, yeah. man. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I was like, Melvin Gordon's a great pickup, you know, but uh, he's like, and we got uh, Jerry Judy, you know, rookie. I was like, I don't know, guy. You know, like your coach is pretty racist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I know that because he used to be the defensive coordinator for my Bears. You know, I was like, so uh, yeah. I, I was like, I don't know, guy. And now the Broncos only want to play good when they're down by 20. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it alone after that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, leave, I'll leave it alone. I, I'll just I'll just say I'm okay with boycotting the NFL again right now. Because <laughs> I don't want to watch that shit, man. Yo, I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to be hurt. Look, look, I get it, man. I get it. I get it. So let me ask you this, as a black man in Denver, how do you yep. define your blackness? That's a hell of a question. Um, uh, I would say 
I would say blatant, okay. very direct. Okay. So anybody that knows me knows like I'm I'm really into the political scene and the community and just my people. Period. Like you know, I know it's cliche to say now, but I'm rooting for everybody that's black, and and that's kind of aside from everything else I do. Like you gonna know, like uh, yeah, he's he's black. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I put my people before anything. So even if, you know, being out here, being a creative, um, we have a, a strong creative scene as far as street artists and musicians and and just black creators in general. But when you step into these buildings and these corporate offices, you would never know that. And I'm one of the guys where I'm going to be that black face in the room full of, you know, like the silver spoon white guys and in the tech entrepreneurs. And I'll be able to talk that talk the same way they talk that talk, but they have to understand that I'm in here as me, you know what I mean? Like I'm not in here to, to fit your mold or, you know, like kind of tone down my blackness. It's like, nah, bro, I'm black as hell and I'm on your level. And I, I pride myself on that. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. No, I feel that. Um, cause so the way that it happened for me moving to Denver, um, lady, the woman who hired me, she called me, and uh, yeah, she just basically flat out told me straight up. Uh, she was like, "I don't know how you'll feel about the lack of diversity here," but I was like, "But I got family here. You know what I'm saying." Like my first three months, I was just staying in Aurora uh, with my aunt. Um, yeah, and by the time I got my own crib and I started venturing out, uh, I looked up all the, what was it? The mayors, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. This is like I was like black folks actually built this motherfucker. Seriously. I was yeah. there, I didn't like you know what I'm saying um like for those who don't know like Denver has a rich history of black yeah, mayors. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like you know it was a black man that created all these white ass parks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From the, from the parks to the um to the Public transportation, you know what I'm saying? I did my homework, all right, because I was just yeah. fucking astonished. Do you hear me? I was like, nigga. I was like, so where's my yeah. I was like, so where's my people's at? Do I always have to drive out all the way to Green Valley just to fuck with right. my own folks? You know what I'm saying? I was like, this is this is absolutely fascinating. So that's why I had to ask you that question, because I feel like yeah. not just in Denver, sometimes um not sometimes all the time since the beginning of time where white people will hide black people's achievements and accomplishments you know what i'm saying man yeah man, you t- you're talking that talk and i'm like i want to dial back to something you just said when you saying the rich history of black mayors mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things like as you start to talk to more black natives especially the elders in mm-hmm. the community um not only just the history of the mayors, but Denver has a rich history of blackness, period. So yes. Like the 
so down Welton Street, yeah, on the east side. I was just about to get into it. Hit it. Go ahead. Yeah, man. So we we always try to make this a point. We we drive this home to anybody that has ears that's not from here. Is you know they used to call that area the Harlem of the West. Yep. Um, it was just a big jazz cultural area. You know what I mean? And and over the years, that slowly started to develop into quote unquote what they would like to call the hood or, you know what I'm saying? The, mm-hmm. the, the ghetto of, of Denver, but that was by no choice or no fault of us. That was just the circumstances that was placed upon us because we're, you know, a majority black area, you know how it goes. Yep. And now what we're seeing is that big bad gentrification monster where, okay, we used to know the, the East side, Wells street, whatever that, that was jazz central. That was, elegant black get dressed come up here get get fancy there's money over here it's all black 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 and then that slowly turned into yo this is where the crips at you know what i mean this is that's the hood like me i'm not i'm not from the east side i'm from my bellow and as somebody that live in my bellow we be like man we ain't never on the east side it's it's beef you know what i mean but <laughs> as that that transition into like yo now we go over there and it's karen out there walking a poodle Bro, in a coffee shop on every corner, and it's like, God damn, where did we go? And that's when you're saying, like, do I got to drive all the way to Green Valley or whatever? What they done is they pushed us out of the predominantly black areas, and we kind of just scattered into these little pockets now. So when people say, when I visited Denver, I ain't never seen any black people out there. It's because, you know, mostly you're going to be downtown, or you're going to be in the mountains, or you're going to be at an event at a tourist spot. And they ran us completely out of them shits. So it's you 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 gotta it's it's sad for us because our culture is being erased right in front of our eyes. Like you wouldn't know that we built literally, like you said, we literally built all of this shit. Yeah. You would never know that. You would never yeah. know that. Yeah, no. Um, cause I was just about to hit on that. Cause literally when I was looking for a place before I even moved to Denver, um, when I was just looking for a spot, uh I heard about, um, you know, those historical black neighborhoods. Uh, was it Five Points? And uh, Jesus Christ, it's slipping my mind. Um, but I looked it up and I saw the price of rent just like skyrocket. And I was like, damn, they gentrified the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> immediately. That's what I knew. I was like, those are gentrification prices right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even find that a happy medium, you know, uh, what was it? Like rent was like from no less than 1800, you know, in these historical black owned neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man. And I just, I was just, cause I, you know, I'm reading about it, like you said, with the Harlem of the the West, you know, because, how they were housing, you know, black musicians out in those specific uh, areas and neighborhoods. So, yeah. But yeah, so that's working on it, man. Look, we're working on it. So down Welton Street is kind of like our last gym. You know what I mean? Like Welton mm-hmm. Street is still yeah. completely, I, I won't say completely, but it, it's still black owned. It's still black operating. We're trying to keep it that way. We're trying to bring more business that way. But it's like, yo, it's, it's gentrification, man. It's sad because at the same time, like I said, you don't want to see your area be the hood no more crackheads and shit, but it's nah. like, man, 
you just turned our favorite, like shouts to Cold Crush. Cold Crush, that's where you know you was going to see the black people. We was going to yeah. be in there having a good time. Now you go up there, man, it's like some little weird Zen boutique or something that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like grass shakes and shit. And we like, dog, where did this come from? Bro, bro. We want nice things, but we don't want to be pushed out to make those nice things. Bro, man. Yeah, man. I, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> I, I I do hear you uh, straight up because it's the same thing that I'm finding in everywhere that I've lived in. You know, like I once I graduated from high school out of Chicago at 17, I really haven't moved back. And so every place that I'm going to, I'm seeing these different, you know, Shreveport, Louisiana, you know, a lot, a lot of hidden stuff in terms of black history, Las Vegas. Um, you wouldn't think it, but there is a there's an entire city, you know, dedic- that was solely dedicated to black people. And I find the same thing in Denver. So it's obviously a gentrification thing, redlining, you know what I'm saying? Um and yeah. when you told when I re- you didn't tell me this, when I read when I looked you up and I saw that you was from uh, from uh Mombello. I was like, now, I may not know everything, okay? I may not, <laughs> I was like, I may not know everything about Denver, you know, but I know the hoods, basically, yeah. since, I work in, since I work in news, there's two places that pops up, Montbello and Green Valley, you know, those are, yeah. that's where we send everybody to go to, unfortunately, whether if it's a shooting or a fire or a crash, you name it, it's happened, so, Please share your experience about growing up black in Denver. Yeah, man. So it's it's wild that you say that because I'm definitely from Montbello. Everybody knows, like I'm I'm fifty five hundred Montbello High School warrior. I'm all that. So, like I said, mm. there was just you know you know every any area you in there's there's areas like of I course. said like Montbello. Montbello didn't really cross over to the east side, but that's all. That's that's where all our family was at. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. your grand, your grandma and them either stay in in the east side or they stay in Park Hill, one of them older homes. So you, we all kind of mingle like that. But in Montbello, we were kind of just our own little tribe, like our own little island. Kind of mm-hmm. like how when you talk about New York, like how you know you got like Staten Island, that's literally just not really in the barrels like that. They kind of just their own little pocket. So yep, that's how Montbello was in growing up it's like dog i was just telling one of my my homeboys this it's like people always say there's no black people in denver it's so wild for me because i don't ever remember seeing white people <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if it, i only seen white people if they was my teacher so i'm like man all i've ever seen my whole life growing up is black people and our, our latino homies and that's all i've seen so with Montbello, i can't I can't say that it's one of those areas that was, you know, way before my time, maybe it, it, it may have been, you know, a suburban area, but from everything I've known, that shit's always been pretty rough. And the thing is, in Montbello, if you move from Montbello to Green Valley, that was considered coming up because Green Valley was more of a newer suburbs, clean. So I've heard. Homes. Yeah, I mean they still building like it's it's kind of mm-hmm. weird. golf courses and all kind of shit out here, shopping centers. So you come from Montbello to Green Valley, it's like all right, I, I'm I'm moved on up, you know what I mean, on some Jefferson shit. But now I'm out here, I got a nice little house out here raising my family, and dog, it's a shooting every day 
every day. I'm like, man, we like we hearing gunshots and shit. Like we in a hood hood and we in a suburb for real. So, but that comes from the fact that everybody from Park Hill or from East Aurora or uh, or from the Five Points is getting moved more towards this way as these new developments are being built. And, you know, with with poverty and the financial issues that come with that, when you start stacking too many people that might not have have the resources like that shit gets ugly. So it's, it's, it's pretty unfortunate, man. So I say that to say my, my experience as a black man in Denver and just growing up is just, we have to, we have to fight. And this, this is just a black man period. We got to go a hundred times harder just to be almost equal than anybody else. Um, and so out here, especially being a creative in the creative world, I feel like it's a constant uphill battle. Um, but the only way to get up that hill is we all got to just keep helping each other up, man. So like I said, like when you said, I found somebody black, I'm like, tap in with me, man. Cause we will help bring you up. And so that's, that's, that's what I could say. Oh, 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 I'm doing it. You know, you're about the fifth person <laughs> to tell me about this exclusive clubhouse app. So now, <laughs> you know, so now I'm in it. All right. Invites or whatever. I don't trust trust big trust <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no nah, this is uh i call this divine intervention at this point um for sure and uh, i like that you what you said about i really like what you just said about black people you know people of color being pushed out of these neighborhoods because truth be told Denver, Colorado, or just Colorado in general, is a transient city. You know, folks moving in. You know what I'm saying? Um, Cause somebody like, since since I work at the news and stuff, and since we in COVID, uh, all my friends from out of state was like, uh, it's probably bad over there in Colorado. I think it's really not. I said, it's the fucking white people coming out here with their nasty ass <laughs> germs, you know, to the mountains, spreading the COVID in the mountains <laughs> and flooding into the city. You know, I, I know this, okay? Because I remember when it was, we looked it up, we did a story on these two Italian folks when Italy was getting hit real hard with the pandemic and they was up in Breckenridge in the mountain towns and they brought that shit down over here. I was like, it ain't us, man. It's the nasty, right? right. <laughs> I was like, it's the nasty ass <laughs> tourists. Do you feel me? I was like, it's the nasty ass tourist. Okay. Hey, like, but I, on some real shit, you're not, you're not lying. Like, I don't even like, you know, this COVID shit's crazy. I don't want to put it on nobody, but, uh, but real talk. So when we were like shut down, shut down, when mm-hmm. it was really moving, and we, if you look outside of my area, it wasn't nobody outside. Like stores is empty. It's, it's like, yo, we're going to stay our ass in the house. We don't know what this Rona's is. But when it started to get a little bit more relaxed and we started going out a little bit, I went downtown uh, to Market Street and kind of mm-hmm. over in, in the Blake Street area. And I'm like, God damn, like it's, it's not open, but it's it's open. Like it looked like they was having festivals outside. It's just Bro. and it was not us. 
So I'm like, y'all been living, living while we in the house. And this is what's, you know what I mean? Like, this is why everybody over here got that shit. Bro, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. I'll put it on them, okay? Don't worry. I'll put it on them. <laughs> All right? Because they had state troopers that were literally blocking, you know, exits to these, you know, mountain towns, okay? So, mm, 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 mm. and then when you talk about then, going, whew, nah, fam. No, but if you walk into these groups and groups of people that's out here partying and all that, you talk to 10 people, I guarantee you eight of them are like, no, I'm from Texas. Uh, I'm from California. Yep. Uh, I'm from, you know what I mean? Like our, our state is compiled of people that aren't even from here. Yeah, so, yeah, you right. No, you, you're 100% right. There's probably only, uh, God, in my industry, in my job, there's probably about three, Five people who are actually from Colorado at my job. And that's usually that's usually the experience. Many and, people come and, here for the opportunities. Yeah, that's about five people. I just did it. I just I literally came out here because I really needed a job, and um, the lady gave me the best opportunity she could give me. Um, that everybody else is giving me. Um, but yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm laughing because this is so funny. Um, but going back to what you were saying about being a creative and tapping in with different folks and stuff. So what would you say is your life's purpose? Ooh, man, that's a deep question. Deep question. Um, oh, I'm going, I'm going hard today. Look, I found me a black person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and your bag, you and your bag. This stuff talk. I love it. Yeah. So, Ah, oh, man. So pre-COVID, if you would have asked me this question, I would not have had an answer for you. Because mm. I feel like I feel like I was just on go mode. It's like, yo, I'm going to do anything I can, everything I can with everyone I can, and I'm going to figure out what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm about to get this bag. I'm about to be that dude. It's just moving, constant moving. Anybody that knows me know, they'd be like, damn, graffiti Jamaican or something. You don't never stop working. But, <laughs> but since we had a chance to kind of slow down and, and really gather ourselves and kind of look being still things, mm. being still, literally just being still, man, like, I feel like I've discovered that my purpose is to, how do I word it? So I don't want to say to be a resource, but like when I, when I say words like the connect or like, I'm, I'm the guy to tap into, I'm not just, you know, being cliche on some corny shit. I feel like my purpose is to breathe motivation into others. So it's not even a purpose for my life. Like my life is to bring or to enhance other people's lives you know what i mean like of course anybody that anybody that i meet i try to make sure i leave something with them that's going to help them better themselves and that could be a good or a bad thing because sometimes you, you pour from an empty cup um but i feel like i find the most pleasure and happiness and fulfillment in my life when I know I'm making a difference to someone else's life, like a real difference, not just no, yo, I hope you have a good day, but like, yo, they really, 
they really utilize just speaking to me in their daily life. Like, I want to be that vessel. You know what I mean? Being of service. I feel that. Being of service, man. Like, I don't know what the fuck I really want at the end of the day. Um, I just know I want to be able to help others. So. I respect that, man. And sometimes, you know, in order to do that, you have to know who you are as a person. And what better time to do that than than in the middle of a pandemic? So, man, for real, so <laughs> many things, so many things that I thought mattered before. It's just like, man, what what was I doing? Ooh. I mean, I didn't have to, I didn't have to drain myself because I had this imaginary deadline or. Yo, I told myself I'm gonna make this amount of money by this age. And you start to reflect and it's like, dog, man, like I'm cool. I, I was saying the other day, I was just sitting down playing uh, Legos with my son. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, my phone was ringing. I just did, I just left it. I'm like, yo, I'm cool. You know what I mean? Like this is cool with me. And I think a lot of us aren't okay with just being okay with it. And you know, it's it's a double-edged sword, especially in our culture. We're taught to go get it. We taught you got to get that back. You got to want more. And, and you do. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that at all. You definitely got to go for what you want in life. But sometimes just reflecting on the fact that, you know, what I got is, is cool with me. And that's that's kind of where I'm at, man. Like, sure, I want more. I want to, I don't want to, I'm not okay with being uh, content. Like, I get the thrill of being a workaholic. But if Love all that y'all. shit was gone today, like, I'm just cool playing Legos. <laughs> with my kids Love yours. and that's how we're going to get into the song that graffiti chose y'all because at the end of the day nothing really matters there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours the song that he chose is love yours by j cole heart beating fast let a nigga know that he alive fake niggas mad snakes snakes in the grass let a nigga know that he arrived don't be sleeping on your level, cause it's beauty in the struggle, nigga. It's beauty in the struggle, nigga. It's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. Hear my words and listen to my I need to ask you this before we get into this. On a scale of one to ten, how big of a J. Cole fan are you? Right now, ten. Ten and a half. Okay. All right, so I can nerd, <laughs> so so I can nerd out because I'm at a I'm I've I've moved down to an eleven. It used to be a twenty for me, right? Because <laughs> um, I've said before that J Cole is probably the only artist that I could relate to page by page, mainly because he went to college, um, and the stuff that he was saying, I haven't heard a rapper talk like that. Um, in terms of struggling in school, going to school, going back to the hood, being clowned on, but still going to school and graduating and being broke, Sally made that like this, you know, it's very real shit, you know, that not a lot of rappers talk about. And it's mainly because they weren't afforded those opportunities. And the first time I heard J. Cole, was on the Blueprint 3 when he rapped on A Star Is Born. 
So what's your experience with J. Cole? Like the first time you've heard him? So yeah, I heard him first on Stars Born too. But like I'm gonna keep it 100. Like I think what it was, and I'm just now realizing this, is I was such an I am and was such a big Kendrick fan. Like mm -hmm. when when I first heard Kendrick, it's kind of a similar experience, like what you were saying, like how you know Cole been in college and stuff. Like Kendrick's story related more to mine. Like okay. the whole good kid, Mad City, you know what I mean? Like I'm growing mm -hmm. up in my fellow, all my homeboys is gang members, drug dealers. I'm just the dude that's friends with all these niggas. You know what I mean? Like uh, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 the good kid, Mad City. I've seen the shootings, I've seen all that. So like I'm I'm listening to his lyrics like, yo, this is that dude. And so when I hear Cole, I'm just like, yeah, this nigga's nice. But I wasn't really intaking his lyrics like that for real. Because mm -hmm. I wasn't really I was, my mind wasn't open and really trying to listen to his story like that. So after I started getting into it more, just because I like lyrical hip hop, I'm like, wait a minute, like, okay, I rock with this dude too. And so I had to kind of convince myself that it's okay to be fans of both with most people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I start digging, I start digging deeper into Cole's catalog and just his passion and the way he delivers lyrics and the way he's saying what he's saying and the vulnerability. And I'm like, yo, this is hip hop. This is, this is why we love the Nas's and we love yes. Cole's. And, and you know what I mean? This right here is hip hop. So like, uh, when you, when I seen this question, I'm like, oh man, Cole, like, it's not even a matter of being a Cole fan. It's just the spirit of his music. It's just like, yo, yeah, I feel that shit. And then, and there's a, there's a lot of other artists like that, but you know, yeah, Cole's that dude for me, man. And then when I finally seen him live, um, I think the first time I've seen him plenty of times. The first time I seen him was at the first Bank Center. Center he was a uh, he was actually opening for Wale. Okay. And uh, and yeah, he, he blew my mind with his stage performance because it was so subtle, yet it was so impactful. Like dude ain't up here dancing around on her, like no wild shit. He just got up there and just spilled lyrics. And I'm like, okay, cold. Then I seen him a few more times and it got better and better. And then I seen him at the Pepsi Center. And to this day, I tell people that was the loudest concert I have ever heard in my fucking life. Like my ears, bro, I felt like I was in like space or something. Like I, I don't, I can't explain it. I was like, is they, are they using like enhanced fucking screens or something? But it's just, it was, it was genuine. Like you could tell everybody in there was just intaking his lyrics, especially when he got to love yours. And this was right after Mac Miller died. You know what oh. I mean? So he had a little special part in there. And from that point, I'm like, yo, yeah, Cole's the one, bro. So, one. so this wasn't the Forest Hills Drive tour? No, no. Okay. Have you been, have you seen that show where he performed the entire album? Have you seen that? Have you been to that one? No. no. Okay. No, he didn't hit Denver with that one. No. Okay. See, see, yeah, that's it the was a, it was the KOD tour that was the last one. Okay, okay, yeah, 
see, that's the one that I saw, you know, because uh, the because the, the, the song Love Yours is off of J. Cole's, which I am going to say his best album, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. And the concert that I literally damn near died, you know, going to on the way back, driving on the way back from that concert, I was literally falling asleep on the wheel. It was so bad, oh, <laughs> but I don't regret it. And that was the, when he put out this album, it was when he was performing every single song off the album from beginning to end. He'll sprinkle in a few of the songs, but I was hearing rumors about it. Like my, I didn't know that he was actually doing it till my homeboy in LA was like, yo nigga, he performed the whole shit from top to bottom. And then he put, and then he brought out, you know, YG and Jeremiah. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, I don't believe him, you know? And he did it. And I remember I got a bit emotional when I heard him, when he was doing Love Yours, because in the beginning of the song, you hear those pianos, it's coming in slowly and the lights is dimming. And then you just hear him say, there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing, no such thing. Heart beating fast, let a nigga know that he alive. Fake niggas, man, snakes, snakes in the grass, let a nigga know that he alive. Don't be sleeping on your level cause it's beauty in the struggle, nigga. And go for all y'all. It's beauty in the struggle, nigga. Let me explain. It's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. Hear my words and listen to my signal of distress. I grew up in the city and no You know, cause at that time I was 23. I was dead broke. I had just got in the news. You know, uh, I don't know how I was pushing that car, you know, back and forth, <laughs> left and right, you know. And this album came out during the month that I was graduating from college, you know. And to me, it was like sort of like a victory lap in a sense. And when I hear Love Yours and I hear those, those lines, there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. Everything, you know feels better and that was the first time i heard the song when was the first time you heard this song oh um was damn. it off the album or was it separate yeah it, it was definitely off the album mm -hmm. um and i feel like once i heard it off the album i just ran it back over and over so this is your favorite track off the album yeah yeah i mean it's, it's it might be my favorite song period Oh. I go back and forth with that. But the more I think about it, it might be my favorite song because I can't think of another song that I just turn on all the time. Favorite J. Cole song or just a favorite song? No, period. Whoa. <laughs> it ain't just me, y'all. It ain't just me. <laughs> no, man. Like, honestly, like, and I, and you, you see, like, I wouldn't even, like, Cole, as much as I love him, like, if you say top five, I'm not putting him at my top, top five. But, this specific song i don't know i can't name too many songs that like actually made me feel emotional there's a few of them like mm -hmm. i can like uh worst of five nines cocaine oh like that, that, 
that made me feel a way just, you know, like it, I, I evoked some emotions. Oh, we talking hip hop today, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, sir. There's a few of them, but like, it's some, like I, like you said, I don't know if it's the keys, the way it comes in, just the, the vibe. And then when I seen it live, when he sat on that stool, um, mm. when I seen that concert, man, like I was, I was in a certain pocket of my life where it's just like, yo, you know, um, like my podcast was taking off. Everything's is moving is moving in a good direction, but nigga, I'm broke, bro. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and so everybody around me is like, oh no, nah, you that nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you 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 get this image and people portray you as something that you don't really see yourself as. And so I'm meeting people and they they kind of moving different. Cause they're like, oh man, you that nigga now. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm still me. Like, little do y'all know, like, I, I just spent all my bread to come see this concert. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? <laughs> Word <laughs> up. Yeah, so that that kind of fucks with your mind a little bit, you know what I mean? It and, does. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm a father, a husband, so then there's the pressures of that just providing and just, I feel like it all came together in that one moment where I'm just sitting there like, yo, bro, like, it's all right. You know what I mean? Like, just relax. Because I get caught up in my head and I'm like, yo, just you good and hearing do hearing hearing j cole say these words and the vibe of it the energy it's like yo I, every time i get caught up in my head i turn this song on and i feel that same feeling i can't say too many songs where i listen to and i feel the same feeling as when i heard it the first time i listened to it so this year right yeah man you might have got that out of me this might be my favorite song period oh man so i i hear that you talk the feelings that it gives you but if you could just narrow down what does this song mean to you you know because there's vulnerability there's you know pain struggling a bit of enlightenment but what does this song mean exactly to you so for me i feel like it's just appreciation mm. an appreciation to a different on a different level not just like yeah man i'm i'm doing all right out here i appreciate my life because we all kind of do that right we wake up and be like yeah i'm blessed to be alive bro but like do you really mean that like you know <laughs> what i mean like when, like when we really look into it like yeah we're supposed to be thankful we're supposed to be grateful and this this might sound crazy but just rock with me we kind of that's our kind of go-to like you could be fucked up but you'll be like yo I woke up, so I'm like, right. but you don't mean that shit. You know what I mean? Like you still looking like, yo, I'm broke out here. I want some money. Or, or you know, I'm I'm hungry. I need some food. Or, I'm single. I need to be in a relationship. There's always that need that's gonna be there. You know what I mean? There's always gonna be a want. And then when you see two sides of the coin, like kind of like what I was saying, where it's like, yo, everything is moving great in this part of my life, but on the other side of my life, it's moving direct opposite. I feel like that's exactly where Cole was coming from when he wrote this. Cause he's like, yeah, nigga, I'm J Cole. I know y'all looking at me as J Cole. Mm -hmm. Like there's always that other side that I'm like, damn, I wish I had that. Yeah. And so I think that's what this song means, man. Like no matter what, like there's going to be something you want. You know what I mean? There's something, there's something that you're going to be wishing that you could obtain that somebody else has that they wish they can get rid of. So it's just, just appreciation man yeah i remember when i saw him 
performed this and before and he and he might have uh every time I've seen him perform this song, he you know, he opens up with like a little intro and speech. And I remember for the concert for 2014 Hills Drive, he was just basically just breaking down like what you were just saying. How we feel like we need all of these monetary things that makes us happy. Relationship, money, cars, jewelry, you know. And he was just saying uh, that when he got it, it felt weird, you know. <laughs> and then he realized that it's all bullshit at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, and none of that stuff can equate to your happiness. And I remember him saying that Um at that concert, and that's when I was just like, shit, you about to get a real nigga crying. It's a man right now in the world, he got millions of dollars. He got a billion fucking dollars, right? He got everything that we think we need to be happy. He got it. He got the money, he got the cars, he got a big ass crib, three or four of them bitches. He got the genetically impossible wife. And he got bitches. But yet, this dude is fucking miserable, right? He's empty inside, he's miserable. But you got a family that come from where we come from, from this city right here, worse conditions than where we come from, they couldn't afford a ticket to this show tonight if they fucking wanted one, right? But yet, somehow, they got more happiness and joy in their lives right now than this man will ever fucking have in his life. I just remember, especially at the end of that first verse is when I think, yeah, at the end of that first verse is when it got real for me. When he says, the good news is, nigga, you came a long way. <laughs> the bad news, nigga, is you went the wrong way. Think being broke was better. And I was just like, shit. Because pain still lingers on mine. On the road to riches, listen, this is what you find. The good news is, nigga, you came a long way. The bad news is, nigga, you went the wrong way. Think being broke was better. That's the one, man. Like, uh, yeah, that's that's the one because I felt that in my core. It's like, and, I, and I'm still feeling it now. Yeah. Uh, especially in COVID where I'm sitting back. Like, now I'm back. I'm back in the mix. I'm back podcasting. I'm really back on my grind. But in that little bit of time where I just kind of just stopped and, you know, I wasn't answering my phone. I wasn't really moving like that. I wasn't really on social media like that. It's because I was thinking like, man, like I've done a lot, a lot, a lot over the years. And in this moment right now, none of that shit matters. Like I'm at the crib. The world is literally sick and I'm trying to find toilet paper. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like <laughs> yeah that's the realest shit I've ever heard somebody ever described this pandemic they go trying to find toilet paper that's great like, think of, like really really think about that like how fucking simple that is and it's like bro you did all this all these countless hours of just stand up and working and, and stressing yourself and time away from the people that's right next to you, you know what I mean? You'll be in a room full of people, but still just kind of be in your own head and just all this shit for what? Like, yeah, I mean, not to say that it's not for nothing because I, you know, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now, but right up. it's like you put all these efforts into things 
for a certain reason. Like, you know, I'm chasing the bag or I'm trying to be super successful. And it's like, dog, like if I put all that energy into being healthy or, or just building financial literacy or just making sure, like I said, the people right next door to me, making sure I know my damn neighbor's names and stuff, you know, like the little Mm -hmm. shit like that. And I feel like that's what Cole was saying with that line, like, nigga, you went the wrong way. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he says that. I think the I think when he says think being broke is better, it's really when he killed me. Cause uh I can I can admit, um, that for a while, and I think a lot of people can get caught up in this um, in terms of just working for just the money, you know what I'm saying? And that was probably all three years of my time living in Las Vegas. It was literally for the money. I was like, it's overtime, but shit, I make, I'm doing it for the money. And I was just not happy at all. So when you hear that line, think being broke is being better, not like uh, it's just basically like when times are just more simple, you know, when when you were really figuring out who you were, who you are as a person, because adversity builds character. And that part there, you know, it kills me. I was like, what you mean, Cole? Like, nigga, we, we hit it for the money. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. Hey, we trying to eat. What you talking right. about? We, 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 trying to, we trying to live. You know what I'm saying? And, but I get it though, man. I get it because yeah. I, I deal with that too. Like, so uh, I do the Wash podcast, and really, that's just my guys. You know, a bunch of thirty plus dudes kind of just chopping mm-hmm. it about life. You know what I mean? So we we do this, and we'll have these meetings where we'll just be chopping it at the at the house or something. And I I think like you know these are the moments that building that yo I can't wait till we get in and we do that that feeling of when I get there, but then I'm like, well, when we get there, then what, you know what I mean? Like what, we not going to feel like this no more. We, and I could say that because I've been there where I got to the peak of, you know, like what well, life is dope. I'm like, okay, I'm at the point where I could just call celebrities and interview them. Cool. Whatever. Y'all know, y'all know what we doing. I'm like, okay, man, but what, what else, you know, like what happens when I do finally get this big ass bag that I keep talking about, and if you ask people that question, you'd be like, yo, so you say you want a million dollars. What you going to do with that? And then they start naming, you know, I'll open a business, I'll invest. Okay, then what? Well, it's going to give me time to spend with my family. Okay, well, why don't you just spend time with your family right now? Mm. You know what I mean? Like when you just break it down to that, like most people don't look at it like that because you start to say, yo, I got to pay bills. I got to make sure my mama get a crib. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, true but yo just go go call your mom right now mm. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah you know i mean it's a little simpler than we make it out to be yo I, I love how you just basically just summed it up by saying we make things more complex than it has to be you know um how a phone call means more than writing it than giving your homies or your parents or your people's a check you know uh, how the the true impact of quality time, boy. You sound like you you in the middle of a pandemic. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel that, and um, you can definitely tell that. Well, he is 
uh, Cole is definitely an introverted in- individual, you know, um, 100%. And I think he's somebody who's very musical and well-rounded, you know, like this song has so many samples, uh, like at least six. And most notably, you would think of the drums uh, from this uh, 1970s uh, jazz and blues group called Life is Round. And when I listened to this, I this album was so damn perfect to me, Forest Hills Drive. And I just know for a simple fact that he took his time with this one, that he really spilt all of his pain about from his childhood to, you know, women, relationships, to just making it at the very end. Because in the intro, he's talking about all these shits that he wants, you know, to get and that he's going to get and how cold he is and how fly he is and how fresh he is. And then he's realizing, and he slowly started to realizing that some of this shit ain't working out and that everything that he wants means nothing and that's how we get to love yours before we get to the final song of the album and uh, i'll never forget um when i heard this song and i just said oh man he's gonna he should win a grammy off of this but you know how the grammys go you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it ain't gonna go like that at all you know and he's talking about how some people can have imposter syndrome how people you know, can compare yourself to others, you know, and you don't even realize it because at the end of the song, at the end of the second verse, he literally says, always going to be a whip <laughs> that's better than the one you got. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on. He- we're like-minded, bro, because that's literally my favorite lyrics, my favorite series of lines of this whole song. Always gonna be a whip that's better than the one you got. Always gonna be some clothes that's fresher than the ones you rock. Always gonna be a bitch that's better out there on the tours. But you ain't never gonna be happy till you love yours. Final sentence, right? Mm-hmm. That that summarizes life right there when i say i go back to this song over and over and over and over again is to get to that point of that <laughs> song it's because yo like as much as i bug the fuck out and i'm like i'm mr social but i'm introverted as well so like i'm i'm just to myself i'm in my head a lot i'm working and it's like yo i get i get a thrill out of constantly working towards something and that's not that's that could be a great thing because that's what's going to make me successful but it also could be the death of me because it's like nigga slow down and i realize i'm always going to be working towards something because i'm never just stopping to be satisfied with what i already got yeah so when he said you ain't never going to be happy till you love yours i'm like dog that's a fact like yeah, yeah I want I want that I want that that wraith, but yo my my whip is pretty nice and it gets me where the fuck I need to be exactly <laughs> you know what I mean so like what am I really talking about out here yes and and I love and I just love the way that he gets to that uh part because he literally starts off by just saying you know what's money without happiness or or hard times without the people you love I'm not gonna sing this for what's money without happiness. Or hard times without the people you love 
Though I'm not sure what's about to happen next I ask for strength from the Lord up above Cause I've been strong so far but I can feel You know, but he's literally talking about how he has all this money And then how unhappy he is And he says, I think being broke is being better then he goes into saying, now, I don't mean no disrespect, you know, to all my niggas out there living on welfare, you know, living in debt, cashing minimal checks, you know. Or, and as soon as you see somebody on TV, you know, with this watch, this girl, this whip, you know, and then he goes into just saying, you know, always going to be a whip that's better than the ones he got. And I'm like, yo, my nigga, I like, like, literally, like, I, 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 I'm... I am so Chicago that I will only wear Jordans. You feel me? And so I'm always looking up, you know, the next releases. And when he's and whenever I hear this song, like I feel guilty, and I'll be like, "Yo, shut up, my man." You know what I'm saying? Like, don't even talk to, <laughs> like, because he makes you realize what's really important. You know, what's the difference between wants and needs? You know, and how we just don't even. Sometimes we don't even see what's in front of us. Yeah, oh, man. So, 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 dig into that real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. It's funny, man, because on my journey, I've, I've met a lot, a lot of cool people, and I still am, man. And I'm very appreciative for the conversations that I had. Mm -hmm. um, but I got this thing, and it's funny because Carl actually said this in an interview, and I didn't realize it. I said it before, and then I heard him say it, so kind of confirmed it. I got this thing about the concept of celebrity, right? Mm -hmm. So. I really hate that shit. So even just me being a content creator, podcaster, and when people approach me as if I'm somehow higher than them, like I don't know how to receive that. Mm. And I, and that's why it's easy for me to have a conversation with anyone because I'm seeing them just as an individual. And so the whole concept of like low key praising someone because of their status and not because of their spirit or who they are as a human, I hate that shit and I really want that to go away. But I say that to say like I've met and I sat down with a lot of celebrities, quote unquote, and they tend to be the corniest <laughs> motherfuckers I have ever met. And it's not, it's because they, they have to put up this persona. You know what I mean? Like when he says you turn on the TV, see a nigga Rolex, mm -hmm. that rapper wants you to make sure you see his Rolex because you need to talk about his Rolex. You need to talk about his whip because it's compensating for the fact that he ain't got shit else going Ooh. on. And, you know, and, and it's real. And not a lot of people realize that because we're constantly just media and music and hip hop, especially, man, like I am a hip hop student lover. Hip hop is me, but mm -hmm. rap itself and rap and rappers, I can't stand them motherfuckers because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> It's just constantly like it's it's damn near like a clown at a circus, man. It's like you gotta know when to just take that paint off and be a human. And we don't see the human side; we see the entertainment. So we assume that you know what I'm saying we assume that's real life. And it's like, nah, dog. When he gets home and he takes this paint off, this nigga don't got shit going for himself. And then the ones that do, you could tell the difference. Um, like I was I was listening to that Two Chains album earlier in the. You could just kind of hear the progress. You could hear the progression in Two Chains as a person, where you're like, "Yo, man, I'm talking about my kids more." You could you could just hear the maturity, and it's yes. like, "Yo, this is the end goal, y'all." Like, 
Yes. That big ass chain and all that, that's that's filler, bro. And yes. and the celebrities really hype the shit out of that and it irritates me because it's like now you got my little 13-year-old thinking, yo, I gotta have them, I gotta have them kicks, I gotta have that, I gotta have that, I gotta have and it's like, no, you don't, fam, you don't at all. And the people that got this is that's all they have. That's why they have so much of it. And it's it's I mean I'll take it a step further. Um I've been talking about this artist for several weeks on this show, um, for months actually. Meg The Stallion. Um, I I think she's in the position to make the best music that she could possibly ever make with everything that happened to her this summer. You know what do what do I mean to say? What do I mean? What what am I getting at? Is um, I pray. But I know this is her bag. I pr- I hope I'm hoping that this new album that she puts out, she gets more personal, you know, because she's a really she skills wise. She's a good rapper and she knows how to make a hit song. But can I say that I've seen a true vulnerable side from her music wise, musically can't can't really say that. You know, and I'm not knocking it. I'm just getting, it's like you said, I am hip hop. You know, rapping is cool. It's a great skill to have, especially in terms of flow and making words rhyme. But I feel like now she's at the point where she can possibly make the best music she can. You know, just one or two tracks where she's just being vulnerable, you know, without without it being on social media. You know, like literally put it on wax. I think I feel like that's the core foundation of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Sharing For the sure. knowledge. It's one of the elements of hip hop. Don't even get me started on the five elements, my guy. Like Jesus. Like I'm not even going to do. You know, I'm not even going to do that. But like you, you share knowledge. That's hip hop. That's what made Nipsey hustle. Nipsey hustle. That's what makes Jay Z. Jay-Z is with the knowledge that he constantly shares day by day. That's all I want. You know what? That's funny that you say that because I was having this conversation with one of the artists out here. It's Mm -hmm. I I know him personally, like for real. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bro, you realize if you just spoke your truth, more people would fuck with you versus trying to put out you know, I'm getting money, yada, yada. Like, cool, this shit sound cool in the club. But for one, it's a pandemic. We're not in the club. And the people that the people that are just sitting home or the people that may be going through something, it's, chances are there's way more of them than people that's going to be able to relate to how big your chain is. So it's like, man, just be authentic. And these are the artists that will stand the test of time. Like you just said, the Nipsey's and the J, you can go back and find a lyric that relates to your life for real. Yes. And one of my favorite artists, I've always been a big Royce of all nine um, fan, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like it Royce feels like a new artist to me. Brand new, brand new, <laughs> brand new. Royce in, of course there's other factors, you know, the alcoholism and mm-hmm. all that, but Royce, finally took the curtain down and it's like okay there he is 
there this is what i wanted from somebody that's just a phenomenal lyricist like yeah nigga you can rap your ass off but now i listen to royce because royce is talking to my spirit <laughs> yeah you know I mean? like i said i heard i heard cocaine for the first time I'm like nigga am i about to cry what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like i didn't i didn't understand i'm like yo goddamn and now i'm even a even bigger fan because i don't have to just hear rap but he rap as royce it's like yo royce is talking Papa came home from another day of hard work and handed me his key. Told me go look in the car. So I went out there to look for what he asked me to get. I was checking all the seats, but the only thing I saw was a bag of cocaine. Papa was too solid, he ain't never tell a lie I went in to tell him about it, he said, oh, that must be God He worked with me at the job, I said, oh, and walked away He said, oh, before you go, make sure you don't tell your mom about the cocaine He's gonna stay around even longer because of that versus if Royce would've just dropped a, a box, you know, with the baby on it or some shit You know what I mean? Oh, God, yes Yes, as 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 you said, it's comes off more authentic when you share your story, when you share your pain. Because as J. Cole says in this song, Love Yours, he says, It's beauty in the struggle. Bam. Done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and more of us are more of us are struggling. You know what I mean? Like yes. you ain't gotta lie, man. Just say you ain't got it. We ain't got it either. Everybody has a story. You know, Cole has a story. <laughs> he has a story. Like, you can say, oh, he's, he literally, him and Kendrick. What was it? That that whole blog era, you know. Kendrick, Cole, Wale, Crit, Drake, uh, Big Sean. They literally changed hip-hop by just telling their truth, by telling their own truth without trying to come off as somebody that was just super hard, you know, super thugs and gangsters. They told their truth. Kendrick was just a guy, you know, who loved hip-hop, but he grew up in Compton. J. Cole was a dude who loved hip-hop, but he's half black, half white, but his mother was on crack, you know what I'm saying? He went to college, but he was still struggling, you know what I'm saying? Wale, in and out of school, Big Sean, growing up in Detroit, if you haven't been to Detroit, man, you know, come on. All right. Like, <laughs> seriously. Crit, I always always got to mention Crit because, yes. like, one, he's the most most underrated, and then he's actually my guy. So I remember I remember when Crit would be out here, him and my guy, Big Sean, shout out to Sean, they would be out here. We did, like, a little, uh, it was like a little wonder, Winter Wonderland concert or something at one of the mm-hmm. clubs out here. And uh, nobody was at that motherfucker. And well, it was cracking, but they wasn't there for them. You know what I mean? Right. And mm-hmm. I remember, I remember Critch just being in the crowd. We just rocking out, just whatever. And ain't nobody saying that to him. Like, look, man, I'm a big Crit alumni. I make, I make records. He handing out his demo. I still got the physical disc. And people are like, yeah, whatever, man. I'm gonna get with you. And I'm like, man, so if crazy. y'all just listen to what this man is saying, even to this day, he giving y'all his truth in the rawest Southern form. Exactly. Over these beating ass speakers, and he—he's the South for real, one hundred percent. Yeah, but people are like, no, this nigga too country or whatever, and I'm like, oh no, my god, 
I gotta yes. mention him in that pocket of that class because I'm like, man, yeah, y'all gotta. Yeah, he he he's he's in that class. Those six rappers: Crit, Cole, Sean, Wale, Drake, Kendrick, and Crit will always be the most um, underrated one out of them all because he makes his own shit and he raps better than a lot. He produces and raps better than a lot of these people in the game. <laughs> he's from Mississippi. Country ass dude giving us real life. Okay, the vent is one of my top five favorite songs of all time. It's in there. It, it takes me to another level. It takes me to another place. I already broke down that song, but yeah, man. Like, like, like Crit. He, um, yeah, I feel you when you say that, one hundred percent. And uh, I yeah. know we on J Cole, but for for Crit, one of my uh, one of my top Crit. Songs is Booby Miles. Oh God, that's, that's my job. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No. 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 It's okay. That's a whole. That's a whole different oh, breakdown. God. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Man. No. I feel that. I feel that, and I don't mind talking about because um, whenever I break down a song from one of these artists, I can't not mention you know somebody yeah. else i can't not mention crit i can't not mention wale i can't not mention kendrick cole you know and drake you know i i just can't but i can never yeah. leave crit out because i was literally i used to be in his hometown you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> and it's just dirt broke it's poor you know he's making this music in his grandmother's crib god okay yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shouts, shouts to Crit, man. Yeah. I'm glad we on the same page with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm right. I say that's my era of hip hop. I will always claim that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, it's I, weird. I, yeah, it's weird because I say that too. Like, of course, like I'm nothing without the Fifty Cent, Jeezy, Kanye era. But mm -hmm. yeah, like at the semi adulthood, uh, mm -hmm. man, that's. I feel like that's my peers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. With Cole, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I know how you were joking around by saying how you feel like you can't be friends of Kendrick or Cole. I'm going to just pick Cole only because I feel like Cole, me personally, and I know a lot of other J. Cole fans feel like this. I feel like Cole hasn't given his fans the album that we want. You know what I'm saying? That's, and, you know, obviously it's, I think it's because um, he doesn't have somebody like an executive producer to really just point him, you know, just to coach him in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like how Hit Boy did with Nas. And then all of a sudden we got an, a great Nas album. And I feel like Cole just hasn't given us, as us meaning his, his fans, the album that we deserve and that we want because I'm just going to be real. Uh, Forest Hills Drive will be his classic, but Kendrick got three. God damn it! You know what I'm saying? Kendrick, Kendrick, Kendrick pumped out classics, and when it, when I heard K.O.D., which I loved, I was like, "That's great." But Kendrick is coming. God damn it! You know, like he's right here giving us damn. Kendrick gave us damn. You know, and I was like, "Okay, I like it." Wild, you it's wild you say that. So, um. I agree, because you know how there's this thing, like they do it with Nas and now they do it mm -hmm. with Cole, where people blame the beats. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little deeper where it's just full-blown production. Like you said, where somebody in there 
Um, it, I feel like if Cole locked in with just like a no ID or somebody along those lines and just really locked in, um, shout out to my guy DJ Critical Hype. I don't know. I, I mean, I know you're a super Cole fan, but I don't know if you've ever heard uh, his blend tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, he got this. He, he So basically he does these blend tapes where he takes an artist and puts their vocals over other artists' beats mm-hmm. and just does a whole album. So like he got this new one coming out. Uh, it'll probably be out by the time people hear this, it but it's, it's Nipsey over Pac Beats. But he got this this one that I can't stop listening to. It's called uh, In Search of Cole. And it's mm-hmm. J. Cole over, over all Neptune Beats. Oh. And so these are songs that we've all heard a million times, but something about it being on Neptune Beats gave the shit a whole different, like it made me fall in love with songs all over again. And I'm like, yo, if Cole really just locked in Yes, a producer like with a Pharrell or with somebody, and they were like, "Yo, nah, just do it like this this time." He he will give us that classic. It's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. Hear my words and listen to my signal of distress. I grew up in the city and know sometimes we had less compared to some of my niggas down the block. Man, we were blessed, and life can't be no fairy tale, no once upon a time. But I be goddamn if a nigga don't be trying. So tell me, mama, please, why you be drinking all the time? Cause all the pain you brought you still linger in your mind. Cause pain still lingers on mine. On the road to riches. I think so too. Yeah. You know, like No ID, that's another uh, uh, artist, producer who hits home because, you know, he's from Chicago. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I always say that uh, Rockefeller wouldn't be shit without Kanye and No ID because No ID is the one who taught Kanye how to do all those samples. And Kanye, you know, once 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 he get, he gave Rockefeller, you know, the second wind and if Colin No ID, oh, my God, that's God, yeah. And just so you know, everything that I play um, on this podcast, all the songs will be listed there. So don't even trip. I got you. No doubt. And that's the end of the breakdown. Because now we're going into some other music. You know, we... We 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 in here, all right. We we in here deep, heavy, and at the end of the at the end of the episode, after the breakdown, um, which we did, um, we talked about appreciation. We talked about imposter syndrome. We talked about overcompensating, but now we get into just lighten the mood, have some fun, where. We do three songs that's been in constant rotation. It's always been me, but now whenever I have guests on, I give it to the guests just to give it a different feel. So, Graffiti, please tell me, what are three songs for you that have been in constant rotation? Oh, man, that's... I was about to say that's easy, but it's not because I, <laughs> I listen to a lot of music, but all It can be whatever. Sh- it, it can be whatever. yeah. For sure, for sure, I cannot stop listening. And this this is my favorite artist at the moment, uh, Rex Life Raj. I don't know if you're up on Rex Life Raj, but I cannot stop listening to State of Mind by Rex Life Raj. Like, I listen to his catalog all the time, but that one specific song, this week particularly, I keep running that shit back. Even though I ain't rich, bitch, I ain't rich, back Michael Vick on my shit, yeah. Cause being broke is just a state of mind That is my state of mind My smile is mine, I'ma take my time 
Won't waste my time if we ain't alone. They don't wanna see me shine, I'm still gonna shine. I got that work and I'm online, yeah. And then I've been on that Spillville, Spillage Village. I've been on that um baptize. I just like mm. when this shit hits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Barack Obama looking at me. What's up? What's up? I'm hiring hands, inspiring fans. I'm giving out jobs, I'm sketching up plans. Police, they beat me. We storm the same streets, we storm the same block. Don't stop till we free. Think it was possible. Till we accomplished it. Now we accomplices. Now we out happy. And then, as of today, I uh-huh. keep playing that damn I can't go for that um two chains and little Duval. That <laughs> is my shit. Whoever produced that, give them their flowers. That shit jams. I'ma listen to it when I hang up. <laughs> That's my jam for the day. I'm gonna be listening to that for a minute. I call your phone, you ain't answer yours. I ain't going for the bull like a matador. You text me if I don't reply quick, your trip. I'm half fate, I'm the highest on the list. Kick it like judo, the numero uno. Yes, I'm the highness. My house so far back in the woods, they can't nobody find us. My driveway so long that you can run out of gas. Keep asking me for money, you need to get off your ass. I can't go for that. This is a this is a dope ass episode, man. It's a dope ass conversation. I appreciate you for being here, my guy. I really do. Thank you, bro. I can honestly say, like, of the interviews I've done, this has easily been my favorite. You know, oh. everybody else kind of they kind of give you the yo. So, what do you do? What, what's you know what I mean? like kind of the standard? Like, when we could talk hip hop and get in some real shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Especially with a, with a with a nigga from Denver. No, let's just be real. <laughs> <laughs> With a nigga from Denver. <laughs> so before we go, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Social media platforms, you know. Yeah, so it's at that's graffiti across the board. So that's Twitter, Instagram, um, now Clubhouse. If you in there, rock with me. I'm in there with some rooms and doing my thing in there. Oh, um, I need an invite, bro. I need this. <laughs> I got you, bro. We've been treating them shits like gold because, like, they give you they give you one invite to start, and they when you invite somebody, it shows that you invited them. So mm-hmm. you know, like, it's kind of like you know, knowing which cousin ain't gonna embarrass you at the cookout. So <laughs> that's why everybody been stingy with them. But I got you. All so, right. Yeah. So so that's graffiti across the board. Um, if you want to tap into what I actually. Like a lot of people ask me what I do and it's kind of hard to explain because I'm just an overall creative. You hit um, thatsgraffiti.com and all my all my ventures and everything is on there. Some of my accolades and things like that. Um, and then, man, so since this is a podcast, you you already listened to this going after this episode, go listen to the Connect with Graffiti. Please do, please, 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 please. Listen to that. Listen to Washed podcast. I'm producing on there. I'm not necessarily a host, but I'm a voice and producer on there. And then previous, we can still run it up. Life is dope. We're not recording no more, but it's still on there. So come on, just, just go check it out. Content is content, baby. Don't even, don't even trip, yo. I really appreciate you for joining me. I really appreciate you for taking the time just to talk some shit because this is more of a conversation than an actual Absolutely. interview. Yeah, those are the best ones. 
You hear that podcast? Yeah, I, was, I was vibing, man. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely this is fun. Y'all stay safe. Y'all stay blessed. In the meantime, between time, I got to go. Peace and love. My name is Doug. Always gonna be a whip that's better than the one you got. Always gonna be some clothes that's fresher than the ones you rap. Always gonna be a bitch that's better out there on the tours. But you ain't never gonna be happy till you love yours. Such thing is life nigga. Love yours. Such thing is life that's better than yours. Love yours. Such thing is life that's better than yours. No such thing, no such thing. Heart beating fast, let a nigga know that he alive. Fake niggas, man, snakes, snakes in the grass. Let a nigga know that he arrived. Two six Fayetteville, Fayetteville. Now I fucking love y'all. My name is Jay Cole, Cole World. It's been some legendary shit, man. Until the next time, God damn it. Peace and love.